Welcome back to a podcast about self-help using memes. I'm your host, Blake Moore. Today's episode is Giving Up, Why You Should Quit Early and Often. Uh, Too often the advice is never give up, never surrender, always try your best. Um, I don't really think that's true, though. In this episode, we'll talk about why even though it feels wrong, it's often the correct move to say I quit um, early and say it often. Uh, Let's get into it, memers. Welcome back to the podcast, Beamers. Uh, On today's episode, we're going to talk about giving up. Uh, I mean this as a synonym for conceding. Um, Simply put, giving up feels wrong. Um, We get told over and over that winners never quit and quitters never win. And so therefore, we should never quit if we would like to be winners. Um, While there's value in that advice, it's got a lot more nuance than that. And so in today's episode, I'm going to talk about what I mean by giving up. I'm going to talk about why you should give up, um, and specifically, I'm going to talk about why you should apologize while you do it. I'm also going to make a comparison to dogs, so we could talk about dogs for a while. And then the very last thing we'll talk about is how concession, um, giving up, and belief interact. And so let's start with what I mean by giving up. Um, Before I move on, I'd like to shout out my Twitter account. Um, If you'd like to see more of the sorts of things I say here, but as text and far more frequently throughout the day, please come check out my Twitter account. It's just at Blake Writing. It should be pretty easy. Um, I talk about the podcast there. I give statistics. I I talk about, I get some of the ideas for the podcast there. So come check me out on Twitter. But let's get into uh, what I mean by giving up. What do I mean by giving up? Um. I debated for a long time in high school and in college as an activity. Um, instead of being on the football team or the basketball team, I did debate. Um, I specifically did a kind of debate that focused on policies and evidence. Uh, and so specifically during those debates, if you were losing, you would do a thing called conceding or giving up, right? Um, and so the debate term for giving up and moving on is to concede the point. Uh, more or less, if you were having a tug of war over something specific, like how many fish of w- there were in the ocean or something, you can just say, I concede my opponent's argument. And then uh, from then on, whenever that's said, it's fact. You're no longer contesting their point. If you say there's a million fish and they say there's two million, and then you concede their argument just for the rest of that debate round. You pretend that for those purposes, there's 2 million fish. From then on, you're just wrong. And when the argument, when the debate round's over, you can start again the next round to prove that again. But for the purposes of that conversation, if you concede a point, it's done. You don't come back to it. It's over. They win, you lose. Um, And that sounds harsh, but it often has some good reasons that you'd want to do that. And I'll give examples of those here in a minute. But for right now, we're still talking about what I mean by giving up. And so under that term, when I say giving up, I mean, specifically conceding. And so under that paradigm, I've given up thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of times in my life. I give up when I concede minor debate points. I give up when I say things at work like I forgot to attach or to attach the file to the email, right? That's just me going, my bad, right? Every time I go, my bad, that's just me giving up. And so in the real world, this is both a framework for how we can make choices. Um, it's it's a legal process, right? Like lawyers still concede points all the time. So we, we have a purpose in society for giving up, but why 
why would you do it specifically? Why would I do it specifically? So why should you give up? What's what's the point? What's the benefit, right? Um, probably the biggest thing that I've learned about trying to communicate from being in debate is to give up strategically. Um, so pretty often, I'm not correct. Um, I, I would tell a specific story. Um, but all I really said was, I'm not correct. It's, it's really not hard for me to come up with examples of being wrong. That's not unique enough in my life to require a specific story. Generally, if I can't figure out why I'm right, I'll often just back down 100% and defer to the other side. I, I'm not afraid to come back to it later if I think of something new or a different tactic we haven't talked about, but I'm unwilling to just press issues I don't feel 100% confident on, and I'm, I'm wrong a lot. And so consequently, that giving up happens a lot for me. And so I, I think about typically giving up or conceding is bad. So if concessions seem bad on their face, like if, if that's just generally a bad thing, why would I do it? Um, and I actually can think of quite a few reasons why you would want to use concessions in your everyday conversations. Um, the first is just simply so that you can move on when you're wrong to spend more time being right. Um, imagine that you are a football team and you have a really good defense and a really bad offense. I'm specifically picturing the plot of the water boy here, right? The more often you can put your defense on the field, the better it's going to be for your team. And so conceding parts of games or arguments or points that you're losing just lets you spend more time talking about where you're winning. Um, which is absolutely what you should do in any sort of argument. The second reason that it is good to concede or give up is how others view it when you do that, because it is very different than how you feel when you do that. Because when you concede or give up, and I'll give some examples later, it just feels counterintuitive or wrong. Stopping and letting somebody else win just isn't natural for most other people. But if you think about what it looks like from their perspective when you give up, and by that I don't mean somebody who gives up all the time and somebody who doesn't start with a finish, right? Not, not as personality traits, I mean in an argument. When you give up and say things like, you're right, I don't know, I should research that and come back later. To other people that looks like admitting fault or it looks like ownership, or it looks like honesty. And so in relationships with friends or spouses, just admitting that you're wrong goes a long way. At work, it makes you seem like you're taking ownership of your mistakes. But all that really is, is giving up when you're wrong instead of just sticking it out. Um, the third reason I can think of that I concede pretty often is that as a grown-up trying to live ethically or making good choices in the world in 2022, sometimes you have to consider temporarily contradictory ideas. And you do this more often than, than you may realize you do. But without the ability to give up or concede points, you can't really understand contradictory points at the same time. And so when we do that, it lets us 
get at solutions that we wouldn't have been able to get at had we not been able to consider those points. Um, the very last thing I would say as a use for giving up in society or a reason I do it most often is actually far lower brow and far easier to understand. It's, it's just every mute button uh, on a social media platform, right? Like Twitter or Facebook or Reddit. Um, participation in those platforms is voluntary. And then listening to everyone talk on them is also voluntary. So the easiest way to give up if you're arguing with an idiot on the internet is to just make it where you don't see what that internet idiot um, is doing anymore. And so that that's a way to give up sort of on a smaller scale um, to preserve what little room I've got left in my head for that sort of stuff. Um, one really cool example that I think of to try and make myself feel better about giving up is the way that dogs do it. Um, and so that will actually be my next section. Giving up actually makes you a lot like a dog, but I mean that in a good way. I'll explain. So giving up often feels lame and counterintuitive and like you're losing, um, even if giving up or conceding is often the right move. It's, it's the win the battle it's a lose the battle for the sake of winning the war kind of move. But to make myself feel better about giving up, I think about it like how dogs do it. Um, and so if you're not a dog person or you've never really thought about it, um, dogs have really, really expressive body language. Um, one of the coolest things about dogs is the way that they ask each other to play. Um, and if you don't know what that looks like, Google it. Um, but basically, anytime a dog wants to play with another dog and they're unsure that they want to play back with them, they walk up to them, they kind of extend their front legs out a little bit, and they bow their head down. Um, their butt doesn't bow. The butt's kind of up in the air. The head bows down. And that's just kind of universal dog language for, hey, want to play? Um, they all start this way. It might be very brief, especially if dogs are around each other that have known each other a long time. Like it's, it's a formal thing that dogs do to communicate with each other. And once they start with that, once they've bowed, anything that happens after that is play. Um, they, they might go too far, like one of them might yip and then they have to like stop or, or, or yelp, right? One of them hurts the other and doesn't mean to. They'll reset play and like start back over. And so dogs actually have really cool body language. Um, if you want to observe how they do stuff. But um, the point here and how, how we're talking about that in an episode of a podcast about giving up um, is that the way that dogs settle arguments is also just to give up. Um, think about what a dog does when it gives up. It literally just rolls on its back. It, it exposes its its neck where it breathes it's it's stomach where if it got tore out it would die it's private parts right like it's literally the most vulnerable position a dog could put itself in and that's just their way of ending arguments when two dogs disagree they fight until one of them gives up and then they move on and this this sounds rough but the way that I like to think of it is an author um, that I, I didn't think of this, I guess is what I'm trying to say. There's an author named Patricia Briggs. Um, she writes a bunch of stuff, but specifically one of my coworkers introduced me to a, a book series she writes about a mechanic named Mercy Thompson. Um, it's a fantasy book series. I think it's actually aimed at young adults, but I'm in no way young and I thought the book was pretty cool. Um, but one of the things that she does across this series of books 
is talk about werewolves and specifically she talks about how modern day werewolf packs might function like in in the real world right now in 20 whatever right with the internet and cell phones how would a werewolf pack work and one of the examples that she gives throughout the book is just the way that it runs it's all done like a paramilitary structure there's one person who's totally in charge they have a clear chain of command they execute people who don't go along with what they want right but one of the things that they do in this fictional depiction of werewolves by patricia briggs is whenever they have a fight they they fight either to the death or until one of them straight up lays on their back and gives up and then after that they don't fight again and so i like to think of myself as giving up strategically um if you want to think of yourself like a werewolf that might help um it's really not that but you'll definitely feel cooler as a werewolf than you will just giving up the next section, I'd like to talk about the difference between facts and belief, but I don't I don't really want to talk about that. What I want to do is talk about how those interact with concession or giving up or conceding. And so here's the quote that I, I would like you to consider. And it's it's not a specific quote from a person. It's, it's kind of an amalgamation of quotes. Feel free, I mean, it's me, but feel free to Google it if you want different stuff because I didn't invent this. The duration of a belief is the human lifespan, right? And that that's meant to be some inspirational, you can keep it alive as long as you want. Um, I, I kind of take the other side of that. The duration of a belief is the human lifespan. If that's true, to me, that meaning of, of that phrase is that some people can die for their beliefs before they change them. Um, if the duration of a belief is the human lifespan, you can have that wrong belief your entire lifespan. Um, and so I say that to say that if, if we're talking about arguing and conceding for strategy, for some people, you just got to concede way earlier than others. They're, they're a waste of your time. Um, and an easy way to tell that is, are you arguing about beliefs or are you arguing about facts? Because if you're arguing with someone else about the beliefs, you're, you're not going to win those. And it's self-destructive to try most of the time. Um, debate taught me that you often can't convince the fanatical from either end of the spectrum, really, right? Like I've seen far left and far right people fly in their flags as high as they want to, and you just won't ever talk them out of that. And so it's spending your time debating against fanatics is just kind of a waste of your time. All, all you can really influence is yourself. Um, and so you, you should focus on how you process arguments in your head or why you're even talking to those people in the first place. Again, if, if this is social media, that's a good use of the mute button. If that's a real life event, um, question why you're attending that. But debating people who are debating beliefs rather than facts um, is just not going to work. There's, there's a reason there's a, a separate word for those things. So what's the point of all this? We, we've spent a little bit talking about concessions and, and yeah, that might help you win some arguments or whatever, right? Why are we doing this? Um, to me, the point of understanding why and when to concede is to make sure that I don't just do things on principle. If, if I'm going to do things, I would like to have a reason, a purpose, a grander design, right? I only get so much time in a day. I'd like to spend it on certain things. And I got to understand where I need to give up time in order to gain time. 
And so the lesson I take from this is doing something on principle is dumb, but people often do things on principle and then justify why it was a good idea to do it. And so for me, figuring out when to do something is often just strategically deciding when to concede, right? My, my favorite example um, of doing dumb stuff on principle is when kids get told to finish what's on their plate because there's like kids starving in Africa or whatever other country and like you eating one more bite of meatloaf like will objectively not help in children in Africa or you like it just doesn't make any sense right you eating one more bite of meatloaf isn't going to help some kid across an ocean right but moms do it and people eat more because mom do it moms do it and it's just some weird things moms say right it, it's not arguing with that mindset isn't going to get you anywhere that's not based on logic that's based on emotion they'd want their kid to eat and grow up big and healthy and strong and so saying something like mom that's silly there's no way you re really should just concede and probably eat the bite of meatloaf right that's i mean that's not good advice for like nutrition or weight gain or eating disorders or anything like that but it's it's not even really good advice for your stated objective, right? If your goal was to help kids in Africa, you should donate to a charity or try to stop climate change or go to Africa, right? But like, there's lots of ways to accomplish the goal. But arguing with someone um, who's who's saying that isn't the right choice, right? So look for opportunities to concede, um, and it'll save your time and your energy for the times when you are less inclined to concede. So that's it for our episode on giving up memers. Uh, thanks for sticking it out with me today. We talked about uh, what it means to give up and conceding and concessions. We talked about why you should give up um, and apologize while you do it. We talked about how a cool way to think of that might be like werewolves. We talked about the difference between facts and beliefs and how it's often easier to concede. Um, so hopefully you learned that giving up isn't always a bad thing. Um, get out there and try it, memers. Um, I'll see you next time. Until then, feel free to check out my uh, Twitter page for more thoughts and self-help. There's also a Reddit community. So um, feel free to ask me questions or, or post your own stuff. But uh, until next episode, thanks again. This has been a podcast about self-help using memes. Thanks for listening.